shining springs around the corner i hope it ain't too cold out but i got beautiful people watching our podcast man couldn't be a better morning couldn't be a better morning welcome everybody to thoughts of an empath podcast episode three the lion king concept part three i'm your host stevenson stateville it is a blessing and an honor to be here with y'all today man it really is first and foremost gotta show love to god of course of course Gotta show love to everybody taking the time out to tune in, to watch, to support, to share, and just everybody showing me love, man. I really appreciate it. I love y'all. I'm going to continue to appreciate and love y'all for as long as I'm here. Best believe that. So, Lion King Concept Part 3. I'm not going to take too much time. We're going to get right back into the good stuff. Before I jump back into the story, got a few quick announcements. I'm going to be more or less breezing through the episode, mainly because there's more content to come. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there's more content to come. I have a lot of episode ideas and a lot of topics that I want to you know, explore and talk to you guys about. So even though there's no preset schedule as to when I drop an episode, more episodes are on the way. <laughs> so I highly encourage you guys to hit that subscribe button so that you get the notification when a new episode drops. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. OD. Uh, next announcement. <clears throat> um, I'm very happy to say that Thoughts of an Empath is now available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Yes, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. All you guys got to do is go to whichever platform works for you, search for Thoughts of an Empath, and you should find it. Um, If you're having any problems finding the podcast, please reach out to me. I'll get you those links in a very timely manner because I want y'all here with me, man. I really do. Um, I'm going to be foregoing the Q&A. Again, mainly because I want to breeze through the episode. I do want to, you know, bring a close to the Lion King concept and and move forward with the podcast so i do encourage you guys though to you know share to you know to comment i'm a little under the weather guys yeah i know y'all can hear that so bear with me but definitely comment you know share your thoughts i always encourage my listeners to share to share to share to, you know, it, it's all about having conversation, baby. So I want y'all to holler at me, whether it's on in the comment section, whether it's on one of the social media pages, or whether you're reaching out to me directly. I'm open, and I'm sure the rest of my viewers are open to hearing your thoughts as well. So, part three. Um, part three picks up where Simba had, you know, he's had his interaction with Rafiki. He's had his interaction with um, Mufasa. He knows who he is, he knows what he has to do, and he's ready to go fight for his kingdom. So what I'm going to do in order to, you know, to preserve time, I'm going to play a clip from the movie that, you know, picks up right where we left off. Uh, I'm going to make a few comments after, and then we're going to pick up from there, baby. Hope y'all enjoy it. Hey, hey, 
Hey, wake up. Don't ever do that again. Carnivores. Ugh. Have you guys seen Simba? I thought he was with you. He was, but now I can't find him. Where is he? <laughs> you won't find him here. <laughs> the king has returned. I can't believe it. He's gone back. Gone back? What do you mean? Hey, what's going on here? Who's the monkey? Simba's gone back to challenge Scar. Who? Scar. Who's got a Scar? No, no, no. It's his uncle. The monkey's his uncle? No. Simba's gone back to challenge his uncle to take his place as king. I got some sense knocked into me, and I've got the bump to prove it. Besides, this is my kingdom. If I don't fight for it, who will? I will. It's gonna be dangerous. Danger? Ha! Huh. I laugh in the face of danger. Ha 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 I see nothing funny about this. Timon, Pumbaa, what are you doing here? At your service, my liege. Ah, oh, we're gonna fight your uncle for this? Yes, Timon. This is my home. Oh, talk about your fixer-upper. Well, Simba, if it's important to you, we're with you to the end. I hate hyenas. So what's your plan for getting past those guys? Live bait. Good idea. Hey. Come on, Timon. You guys have to create a diversion. What do you want me to do? Dress and drag and do the hula? Wow! <laughs> if you're hungry for a hunk of fat and juicy meat, eat my buddy Pumba here because he has a treat. Coming down a dine, on a tasty swine. All you have to do is get in line. Ah, you ache it? Yup, yup, yup. Oh, some bacon. Yup, yup, yup. Yup, yup. You can be a big pig, too. <laughs> Nala, you find my mother and rally the lionesses. I'll look for Scar. Sarabi! Scar, 
Where is your hunting party? They're not doing their job. Scar, there is no food. The herds have moved on. No, you're just not looking hard enough. It's over. There is nothing left. We have only one choice. We must leave Pride Rock. We're not going anywhere. Then you have sentenced us to death. Then so be it. You can't do that. I am the king. I can do whatever I want. If you were half the king Mufasa was, you would I'm ten times the king Mufasa was. So, the first thing I want to say about the clip is, wow, the character of Nala is downright beautiful. Like, yeah, physically, she's a beautiful lioness in the film, but the role she plays is really beautiful. Like, only a beautiful soul can play the role of Nala in your life. And that's why I stress so much the importance of not actively looking for one. You know what I'm saying? Because when we look for certain things in people, we typically are looking for specific characteristics. And all I need to do in order to manipulate you is just know what those characteristics are. Once I know what it is, I play the role, and then you are now convinced that I'm your Nala, and you bring me in. And once I'm in close, it is far too easy for me to take advantage of you. So don't go looking for your Nala. Instead, just observe how the people around you move. And then you'll be able to tell who can be a Nala or not. You see, when you see that person, like, damn, this person moves in such a genuine way. They have such a genuine heart. Like, they have this energy about them. They just have this aura that's completely different from all the, all the other, you know, people that's around me. It's like, yo, you, are, you have a beautiful soul. And that type of person can, is, should only be, you know what I'm saying, the type of qualification that we look for when we're looking for a Nala. Or when we're, when we're considering someone for that Nala position. You see? So when you're considering someone for that position, look at how they move on their own. Look at how they move naturally. Because if you tell them what you're looking for, if I want to take advantage of you, I'm just going to do what you're looking for. It's really that simple. Next point, shout out to Rafiki. I told y'all, he's one of my favorite characters. And the reason for that is I kind of identify with him, but I just love the role he plays, man. He never feels like he needs to be in the, in the limelight. He never feels like he needs to be the center of attention. He never tries to be the Simba, <laughs> you know, of the story. He knows his role. My role is to come in and provide wisdom and support when the time is right. He pops in, drops a seed, pops out and lets everything fall into place he pops in gets it shaken pops out he never needs to be the main focus but at the same time he's a figure of wisdom so he's going to let you know like yo that 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 seat at the top that's yours go get your seat bro when the fighting is done and when the turmoil is over he's gonna be the one to look at you like yeah you earned this go get your throne bro and we need to we need more Rafikis in each other. We need to be Rafikis in each other's lives. So much more. You know what I'm saying? So many times people are trying to be Simbas in other people's lives. Like, be the Simba in your own life. However, you could be the Rafiki in the next person's life. You know what I'm saying? And when you're when you play that role, it humbles you. It really does. Cause then it, and and there's a sense of fulfillment that you just get from supporting someone else reach their throne. 
That's what I want to do. That's my whole purpose. I want to support you guys in reaching y'all thrones. You know what I'm saying? I want to just pop in, plant the seed, and pop out. Because I understand it's not my story. I'm not Simba in your life. I'd much rather be Rafiki in your life. Provide you the wisdom. But let you go through the trials and tribulations so that you can grow. And when you need a partner to get into, when, when things are getting hot and you need somebody to get shaken with, I want to be there. And then when all the fighting is done, I want to look you in your eyes and be like, you earned this. Go get your throne. Next, um, I really love that Disney showed Simba actually making the, um, the journey home. You know what I'm saying? So just to reinforce the idea that you got to be willing to go do it by yourself. You got to be willing to go do it by yourself. And when he gets back to Pride Rock and he sees the condition of Pride Rock, it gets him angry. And I'm telling you this right now. If you get back to your Pride Rock, you see it's in shambles and you don't get angry. Go back to the jungle. Go back to the jungle. You don't you aren't motivated enough to go fight for your Pride Rock. Therefore, you've already lost the battle. However, if you see your pride rock, if you see your kingdom, your home, and you see it looks, it's in terrible shape, no matter the cause, regardless of the cause, it should get you angry. When you get angry, that's how you know you're ready. That's how you know you're ready to go fight. And ain't no questions after that. <laughs> so, next point, and... This is more to play devil's advocate against some of my own thoughts. You know what I'm saying? When Timon and Pumbaa appear, you know what I'm saying? And they see, yeah, we about to go fight with Simba for his kingdom. If it's important to you, if it's, import it's important to us, we're with you to the end. It's very easy to make the argument in today's day and times. It's very easy and it's very understandable. The argument itself is very understandable of... Those type of people don't really exist. You ain't gonna find people that's willing to do what Timon and Pumbaa did for Simba. How do you find them? How do you even keep them? If you if you manage to find them, how do you keep them? You know what I'm saying? The answer is pretty simple in my head. You just gotta be about your business. It's really that simple. Again. You got to remember that Timon and Pumbaa, they followed Simba. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Nala needed to do much convincing before they, they all met up with him. I don't think she needed to do much convincing. You know what I'm saying? Because they came, they came out ready to help. They came out ready to serve. They came out ready to support. So when you're willing to do what you got to do for your kingdom by yourself, the people around you will notice. And they will say, we're not going to let you ride out by yourself. We're going to come and support you. That's how you find those Timons and Pumbas. And again, it's, sim it's so simple. So simple. Like, if someone does all of that, like, risks their lives. Again, Timon and Pumba risk their lives. <laughs> you know, f going up against those hyenas risk their lives if someone's risked their lives and does and does all this stuff just to play the role and act 
like they're supporting you just so they can get at you later most likely there's something that there's there's beef there's beef there there has to be beef there you know what I'm saying? There has to be something that happened in the past, and there's a conversation that needs to be had. Because that is not regular. That is not normal. People don't go out of their ways to sabotage and manipulate someone that they don't have nothing against. You know what I'm saying? So whatever they got against you, y'all need to hash that out. Y'all need to talk about that. Because, again, nobody's going through all that work for no reason. And you may have done something to that person that they took great offense to. And the only way they felt to get back at you was to play this role. Have a conversation about it. Holla at them. You know what I'm but other than that, which are very rare scenarios in my opinion, other than that, the people who follow you, they're going to be willing to ride for you. They're going to be willing to die for you. Hopefully, you're not putting them in a position where they can actually lose their life. You know, their life. But they'll be willing to ride out for you. It's really that simple. And the last thing I want to say about, in regards to the clip anyway, is Scar's insecurities are glaring. Glaring. Crazy. And his interaction with Sarabi is often the interaction between us and the Scar in our lives. Now, I want to make this very clear. Scar, the character, is not limited to a person. You know what I'm saying? It's not only a person that can play the scar. It could be the trauma. It's, a lot of the time, actually, it's mental. It's the trauma in our head. It's the anxiety. It's the depression. It's the insecurity. All these things playing games in our head. So when we approach scar like Sarabi did, like, yo, bro, there's no food. There's no water. The, the, all, the, all, the, all, the, um, all the herds have left. If we want to survive... We have to leave. Sometimes you're willing, you're, you're convicted. Like, yeah, I can't stay here no more. I can't stay in this negativity no more. We have to leave. And what does Scar do? What does the trauma, what does the insecurity, what does the anxiety do? You're not working hard enough. You're not looking hard enough. If you did more, we would have more. We're not leaving. I'm the king. I can do whatever I want. So now you got to support what I say. And now you're fighting back like you're sentencing us to death if we stay here. And Scar will look right back at you. So be it. Is <laughs> so be it. You don't care about your well-being. But that's the that's what happens when we allow those mind when we allow ourselves to fall into those mind games. You see? But if you pay attention to how they work, Scar is simply projecting his insecurities onto Sarabi. Is that simple. So when you go to the, have that mental battle with whatever scar is in your head, if you already know, like, yo, I'm not going to let you push my past insecurities on me. I've already grown past that. Their, their power diminishes. When you approach the situation with the anger that Simba has when he, when he got to Pride Rock and when Scar saw him at the top, when he was angry, he shook instantly. And the anxiety, the depression, the trauma, the insecurity, it'll get shook. Because it knows that, oh shit. <laughs> Forgive my language. But damn, you're coming at me with a force. Like you're determined. And you're not going to let me play games with you. Sheesh. You're just, just going to start to sweat. 
It's going to start to sweat. So, the next scene, Simba confronts Scar. And the same way the anxiety and the depression and the scars, if they are people in real life, what, what do they do? They bring up the, you know, they bring up the insecurities. They bring up what's making you anxious. So Scar brings up Mufasa and his death in order to try and manipulate Simba and, you know, whatever. In order to just try and manipulate him. But Simba takes ownership. He takes responsibility. And when Scar sees that he takes responsibility, he tries to, you know, flip his support system. And that's how he starts to get Simba... You know what I'm saying? To on his back heels a little bit. When he challenges his support system, he's like, yo, do they know what you did? And then when he admits to it, and now he plays on the emotions of the situation. Ah, um, if it wasn't if it <laughs> if it wasn't because of you, Mufasa would still be here. Now everybody knows it. Everybody knows that you're guilty and you're a murderer. But and that's scary, and it's scary. But that you gotta ride the fight out because there, the what happens next is usually how you win the fight. And I, I personally believe that nine times out of ten, this always happens. Whoever is the scar, whatever is the scar in your life, they will make the mistake. They will make the mistake of giving you the keys to your victory. In Simba's case, Scar's like, yo, let me tell you a little secret. I killed Mufasa. He told he admitted to the crime that plagued Simba his entire life. Dumb nigga. <laughs> to be honest. Like, I don't know why you would do that. But he admitted to the crime. And I feel like a lot of times that's what happens. They give you the keys to win the fight. However, Simba's mind state before getting into the fight was what solidified his victory. He already knew that guilty or not. You see, he already, well, he already felt he was guilty and he was still ready to go fight. Even if you're guilty of the crime that they're saying you are, you can still go back and fight for your kingdom. Even if you are guilty. So that mind state is, you know, he was already on the winning side with that mind state. You know what I'm saying? Scars tries to play on that guilt a little bit and gets him in a position, but then admits to the crime. And in doing so, he literally gave Simba the cherry on top of his cake of motivation to go back and fight. His innocence. His innocence. That was the cherry on top. He already had a full-blown cake of motivation to go fight for his kingdom. But Scar saying, you're innocent. I'm the guilty one. Cherry on top. Now, that gives Simba the motivation to push back against Scar and to fight against him. And he forces Scar to be like, yo, tell everybody what you told me. And once Scar does that, fight breaks out. So, you know, the lions are fighting with the hyenas. Rafiki pops into the mix. He starts whooping some ass. You know what I'm saying? Timon and Pumbaa, they holding it down in their segment. <laughs> and when, you know, Simba gets scarred by himself and he calls him a murderer. Murderer. You don't deserve to live. Scar, you know. 
This guy gonna be tight. Where he's like, yo, you you wouldn't kill your own uncle. And whew, that right there, that interaction between Simba and Scar, Simba was presented with the opportunity to sink into the darkness that consumed Scar. Scar gave him, you know what I'm saying, like, come to the dark side, we have cookies kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't kill your own uncle. And Simba, despite Scar admitting to the crime of killing his father, of causing him all this emotional trauma and sending him into the frenzy that was his life post Mufasa's death, Simba doesn't kill Scar. And is, it is in that exact moment that Simba reclaims his throne. And it's in that exact moment that you have the choice whether to reclaim your throne or not. You know what I'm saying? The scar in your life, they will provide you an opportunity to sink into the darkness that has consumed them. Whether it's a person, whether it's the mental, whatever type of situation it is, scar and the, the entire confrontation of dealing with your scar will provide you an opportunity to sink into the darkness, whether it's to retaliate against the person who did you wrong, whether it's to retaliate against yourself and spew hate into your own mind, whether it's to, to spew so much hate that you want to take your own life. You know what I'm saying? There are different ways in which the offering is provided, but the offering comes. I'm going to give you this, this opportunity to sink into this darkness. And when you say no, that's when you claim your crown. When you have the opportunity to sink into the darkness, but you choose to stay in the light. You choose to maintain your innocence. You don't kill him. You just get the hell up out of here. Run away and never return. But, you know what I'm saying, the anxiety, the depression, the scars, they don't give up that easy. They may say, okay, cool, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go away. But then he blindsides Simba with, like, some burning coal and ash, and then the fight continues. You say, now it's the one-on-one. And the beauty in the fight itself is that even though Simba's life is being challenged, Simba gets out of it without having to give up his innocence his hands are still clean there's no blood on his hand as scar leaps to jump on top of simba all he does is simply counter and flips him over the cliff and the beauty of <laughs> the beauty of maintaining of the beauty of you know choosing not to fall into the darkness choosing to stay into the light is when the darkness sees it can't consume you it'll consume itself Scar said to Simba, nah, it was the hyenas that, that, um, that killed Mufasa. It was their idea. It was their plan. Throwing them under the bus. And now Simba simply threw Scar right in front of the hyenas. And when Scar thinks he's cool, oh, it's my friends. Ah, oh, the hyenas, everything is okay. They looking at him like, nigga, please, you just said we was the enemy. You just said it was our idea. You just threw us under the bus. <laughs> not gonna let you get away with that bro and then you know they essentially kill scar they rip him to pieces and the battle ends and it starts to rain and you know to quell out the fire 
And Rafiki's like, yo, bro, it's that time. It's that time to go up. <laughs> and Simba sends Pride Rock. And he solidifies himself as king with a roar for the ages. Sometimes it takes that. After you win that fight, give off that battle cry. Just, mmm, just feel good about your victory. Just soak it all in. Just soak it all in because you fought hard and you deserved it and you earned it and it's your rightful place. So when you get your rightful place back, don't be shy. Don't be reserved. You can let off a roar because you worked hard to work for in that roar. It's been a long, hard battle and you deserve it. And so transitions until, you know, the next scene where, you know, the, the herds return. When the rightful king is on the throne, the herds come back, the grass starts to grow, the pride lands begin to flourish again because the rightful king is sitting on the throne. And, you know, saying they end the movie with Rafiki lifting up the next generation. Which is Kiara's, uh, which is Simba's daughter, Kiara. If you if you've watched Lion King two, you you know who Kiara is, and that is where the movie ends. Whew, we made it, guys. We made it. <laughs> the Lion King concert. So you can see why this, the the movie itself, my favorite movie. I love it. But you just see how loaded it is. And it took me so long to realize how loaded it was with gems and and, light and life lessons and things that we can take away from it if you just look at it from the right perspective. So I really enjoyed doing this segment. Um, and don't stop fighting for your kingdom, man. Don't stop fighting. If you want that life of purpose, if you want the Hakuna Matata lifestyle, that's fine. Live in the jungle, I ain't going to judge you. I ain't the judging type. I ain't gonna let you look at you crazy. But if you want that life of substance, if you want that life of purpose, don't stop fighting for your kingdom, man. Don't let no scars rule your kingdom, whether it's an actual person physically or if it's just your past trauma mentally. Don't let your scars run your kingdom. Remember who you are. You are the one true king. You are the one true queen. And you must take your place in the circle of life. And after you do, your kingdom will flourish. I ain't got nothing else to tell y'all, man. This seems very simple to me, but I just want to share that with you guys. Just so y'all can feel it out. So, yes, that concludes the Lion King concept. Um, and that concludes episode three. <laughs> so, before I get out of your hair, um, I just want to leave you with some quick notices. If you don't know, for those that don't know, there is a Lion King sequel, The Lion King 2, and it's a movie I've seen many, many, many times over, so I know the plot very well. So I was, I was thinking just about the plot and just details about the story. I found that, wow, there's a lot that could be learned in that movie as well. So I felt it was only right to do a Lion King 2 concept. It won't be episode 4. Probably won't be episode 5 or 6. Uh, I'm not too sure exactly when it's going to come out. But I will be doing a Lion King 2 concept. And that will be coming out to you guys. Um, a lot that we can learn. Especially 
with, for those with children and for those with generational beef. You know what I'm saying? As we, when, whenever, whenever that drops, you'll see why those are two very common themes. But, <clears throat> yes, that will be coming. And um, the next episode, episode four, will be titled Slaves. In part two of, of this, I told you guys that um, I'm going to be talking to my people. I'm going to be talking to the black community. Because I feel like there's a conversation that we need to have in-house. There is knowledge that needs to be shared in-house. And there's a revolution that needs to occur in-house before we can ever hope to change anything outside of us. So I'm going to be talking to my people. I'm going to be sharing my opinions. And I'm just going to be sharing some knowledge that's been shared with me. So I'm looking forward to having that conversation with y'all. I'm looking forward to y'all opinions. And... Again, thank you for riding out with me, guys. Uh, Thoughts of an Empath Podcast, Stevenson Saintville signing off. Hope you have a blessed day. Hope you have a fruitful day. And remember to always, you know, wear your crown, baby. It's yours. Don't be scared.